0: sector marketing and sales professionals, and welcome to the second episode in our special four-episode podcast series that we're calling The Public Sector Primer, brought to you by Government Technology Insider. I'm Ryan Traden, a frequent contributor to GTI, and I'm your host for today. And if you joined us for episode one, you already know what we're doing here. But if not, let me enlighten you first. GTI has joined forces with Tom Mahoney, the VP of marketing at TD CITIC's public sector to provide an instructional opportunity for companies looking to market and sell solutions to the federal government and military. And this is something Tom's uniquely qualified to do. He's been running successful campaigns, marketing and selling technology solutions to the federal government and military for the better part of two decades. When this podcast series is over, We hope that you'll walk away with the skills, knowledge, and abilities you'll need to do business with the government and the military. Now, we kick the series off by discussing ways that you can identify sales opportunities with government agencies and military organizations by leveraging business insights and intelligence generated from targeted marketing campaigns. Today, we're going to drill down deeper into those campaigns and explore what it takes to make them a success. Tom, thanks again for joining us and sharing your knowledge.
1: Brian, thanks for having me back. Excited for part two of this series.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Part one was fun. I think this one's just going to get even better. So let's jump in. So in our last episode, you talked about how we can leverage data, business intelligence, insights from marketing campaigns and use them to identify sales opportunities. Uh, But for us to generate insights that we can learn from, our marketing campaigns need to be successful and get the attention of government and military decision-making. So in your opinion, like, what's the best way to do that? How do we build campaigns that get people's attention and get them to engage with us? That's a
1: great question. What we endorse at TD Cynics Public Sector in our marketing department is something we call the arcs and pillars strategy. Arcs actually represent the overarching theme that's tied to your campaign. It's your through line that kind of connects everything you're doing. And the pillars represent the actual tactics of your campaign. So, an example of a pillar could be a, a roadshow series or event series, a content series that includes podcasts, white papers, and ebooks or social media campaigns. Those could all be examples of pillars, but what unites them, what brings them together is that overarching theme. So, that arcs and pillar strategy is what we use that helps us plan the content organize our program around something that has a degree of cohesion around it and allows you to just have a consistent message to the marketplace
0: all right so we've got arcs and pillars the arcs are themes now when i hear themes i start thinking about like prom night like a night under the stars (laughs) or you know like under the sea give us an example like you're saying themed campaigns you're saying these arcs these overarching themes you know, what do you mean by that? And what? Give me an example of like what one of these themes would be.
1: Well, yeah, that's a, that's a great example. And, and so, sticking with that prom theme for a moment, and you think about a night under the stars. As you walk into that moment, into that prom, you know, you would expect to see decorations. You'd expect to see maybe a photo booth. You would expect to see things that tie into that a night under the stars theme or under the sea theme, where there's some sort of uh cohesion or similar identity to everything you're experiencing. It's the exact same thing in a marketing campaign where you know marketing is really about repetition. So continuing to expose your targeted customer, your targeted end user to the same concept over and over again, but finding a way for it to break through the noise of a really loud and crowded marketplace. So you don't just get lost uh in, in the background noise of other people's campaigns. So the theme is what's going to bring it all together, give it an identity, give it a message that is consistent across all the tactics you use. And so, an example of a theme, you know, under the sea, maybe not for, for the US government, but under CMMC might be a theme. Zero trust for cybersecurity could be a theme. Or the hybrid workplace is a unifying theme for many, many government agencies, state and local agencies, and higher education schools because they are having to try to solve for that problem the hybrid working environment so if you lean into that as a theme you're getting a little bit closer to that target customer's pain point and you're going to get more of their attention if you're speaking to their pain
0: so we've got arcs and pillars the arcs are the themes you know that that kind of go over this whole thing that you know, it's the theme for the entire campaign. So you've got that repetition and now you're going to take that theme and you're going to reflect that in every single one of these pillars, these different tactics that you're doing. So, you know, what would some of those different tactics be? Can you give us some examples of some of the different tactics that would be employed? And, you know, and maybe some examples of some of the different mediums that you would use to to distribute, you know, that message, that theme to the government, to the military
1: yeah that's that's a great question you know it's so if your theme is and we'll stick with you know zero trust for cyber as our example here if that's your overarching theme if you have a product or solution that satisfies a zero trust requirement or addresses some of the zero trust uh, mandates that we've heard from the Biden administration you're going to be looking at ways that you can align your product and solution to that theme and try to reach through the noise of a crowded marketplace so that a target customer understands who you are and what you do. So how are you going to do that? What are your pillars? What are those tactics? Well, you know, if you have a new product launch or a new enhancement to an existing product suite, you may start with a press release. And that press release will probably point to zero trust as both a requirement and a pain point for what your solution helps to address. But The press release itself isn't going to do all the lifting for you. So, you probably want to follow up with a social media campaign that takes the core message tied to that theme and replicates it and amplifies it across all the social media channels where you have an active follower base. So, press release giving way to social media. The next piece you'd probably want to include is a direct targeted email blast to your install base or your potential prospect list that build upon the messages that are in the PR, but tailored a little bit more to your target user and base. Uh, so the messaging is uh, speaks to their pain points a little bit more. And so now you've started to build out your communication stream out to your target market. But let's make it a little bit more actionable. As you're looking at your event calendar or the industry trade shows or the associations where you have IT days or luncheons, you probably want to bring your field team in give them talking points, FAQs, have them be on script for the theme. Here's what we do for Zero Trust. Here's what's unique and different about us, the features and benefits, and how it helps address some of the requirements of a Zero Trust posture. Now you want that team out in the marketplace, walking the floor at trade shows, shaking hands at these IT days and luncheons, and as they're getting the opportunity you know, to answer the question, so what do you do? They're on script and they're being consistent with the theme. And what, as you deploy each of these tactics, one after the next, working in harmony together, you're actually creating an echo chamber where your message just reverberates. And you can continue to extend this in thought leadership articles, blogs, podca- podcasts like this one, eBooks and more to continue to reinforce your message. And that softens the ground when it comes time for the hard job of selling. You know, so the the target customers aware of you is thinking about you and creates a positive association between the theme, their pain point, your product and solution.
0: So if anyone's listening has a new product coming up, hopefully they're taking notes because I think that's a, a really good roadmap to follow that you gave away for free. So thanks for that.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so you, you laid out a lot of different tactics there. You talked about, you know, you have a product launch, you do a press release, you, you you amplify that through social media, do all these other things, the trade shows, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we've got this arc, this overarching theme, we have all these different pillars, all these different tactics underneath it that we've done. When this is all said and done, we have to measure that, right? Like we have to gauge to see if this theme resonated with people. We have to gauge to see if these tactics were effective. So kind of a two-part question, you know, how do you as a government marketer and government salesperson gauge and measure if a themed campaign was successful? And and in your opinion, what are some like good measurable metrics that you should hold a campaign against?
1: Well, you know, it's it really depends on the vendor and, you know, how deep is your marketing budget? Because if you have funds set aside for custom research, you can get really powerful data to see if you're being successful. And there are a number of companies out there that can help uh, measure things known as brand equity or brand recall, where you can actually feel a study before your campaign goes live to say, hey, when you think of this brand, when you think of our solution, do you associate it with any of these brain, uh, pain points, um, and vice versa? When you think about these pain points, what brands do you associate uh, with those pain points as being a solution? And so, you know, for example, if you're in the market, say, hey, when, what are the leading brands that come to mind when you think of a toothpaste? And most people might say Crest or Colgate, and that's known as unaided brand awareness, meaning the customer immediately makes the association between the product and the brand aided brand awareness is when you say, "Hey, of these five companies, you know, uh, Colgate, Crest, which of these is a toothpaste?" and they map it together, and that's where you're kind of giving them the answer and just confirming that they associate it with your product or, or your solution. That so that's that's really expensive, but you can get huge insights into that. And if you deploy a survey like that at the beginning of a campaign and at the end of the campaign you can really scientifically measure how much of a lift have you created? Are you building more awareness and a positive association of your brand to the problem, solution, or pain point of your target customer? But let's be realistic. Not that many companies have enough time or resources or funding available to do that sort of targeted um, targeted measurement before and after a campaign. So what's something that's relatively easy you can do? Well. The good news is, measuring digital traffic is really affordable and very easy. It almost comes out of the box with Google Analytics today. So as you're building your campaign, one of the first things that we do is we actually sit down and we map out and wireframe a product page or a campaign page that will be hosted on our website that speaks to our theme, our features and benefits, the pain points of our target customer and how you can work with us or how you can get engaged with us to help solve that problem. And, you know, if that's something where you're iterating on an existing product page, you can measure before and after traffic. Are you getting more traffic? Is it staying longer on the page? Uh, What is the bounce rate? That can be your scorecard for measuring a campaign. If it's a brand new page, you know, something that you just brought into existence. So here's a metric I want to give you, and I actually learned it from you, Ryan, how quickly can you get to 10,000 unique visitors? That is a key benchmark. How quickly can you get to 10,000 unique visitors after you launch your campaign? And, you know, we try to do that, you know, for any new campaign, we try to do that within the first 30 to 90 days depending on how big the the target market is for our solution. Then, how quickly can you reach that number? And then is the traffic sustaining thereafter? that? Because all your efforts go into that initial launch and you can get a lot of traffic, but are they coming back? Are they coming back to get more information? So that's two ways. You can field a study uh, and do a before and after snapshot of what is your brand equity and awareness in the marketplace for your target customer. That takes time, money and resources, but it's a great strategy. Um, The second way is build a product page or a campaign page related to what your offer is and just take a snapshot of either the before or after traffic or how quickly you can build and sustain that traffic. There's lots of other ways to measure engagement, but those are two that I would offer for any uh, marketing manager looking to build a new campaign.
0: Uh, I appreciate and I'm sure our listeners appreciate too that there's multiple uh, price points there. Because I, I doubt highly anyone's li- uh, that's listening to us right now has an unlimited marketing budget and can... You know, throw that kind of money at at, you know market research and those things. So it's it's good that there's a premium option there, but then also kind of a discount option as well. And also good that I taught someone something that that doesn't happen all that often. I'll take. All right. So my last question is going to be the same for all four of the uh, the podcasts in this series because you know, like I told you last time, I kind of learn based on what other people are doing. So, yeah, and I know you're really good with these answers of kind of talking a little bit about what's going on at TD Cynics and, and kind of, you know, answering uh, every question I ask you with a little bit of what you guys are doing. But, um, you know, for the, for the sake of our listeners who learn like I learn, you know, and and learn from what other people are doing, I'm going to ask you, like I said, every, every question for all four of these podcasts at the end is going to be, you know, what are you guys doing? Give me some examples. So, um, you know, what's going on at TD Cynics Public Sector? What is, you know, what have you guys done? And tell our listeners a little bit about some of the theme campaigns that you guys have run, whether it's for, you know, TD Cynics Public Sector, some of your partners, some of your customers, and, and how you've measured the effectiveness of those.
1: Yeah, you know, one of my favorite examples. So in our role as a public sector distributor serving the U.S. public sector market, is we help enable those resellers or value-added resellers in the market that are helping to drive technology adoption for the U.S. public sector. Because many vendors work through a channel partner in order to reach the end user at a U.S. public sector agency uh, or department. And they need as much support as possible to help create lift for those solutions and to drive more qualified leads or to even understand how to best engage with the U.S. public sector market. So one of the areas where we have a deep level of expertise and have a pretty robust vendor line card is helping the U.S. public sector consume technology solutions on a cloud-based platform. You know, we, we help Google, AWS, IBM, Oracle, Microsoft, and many other cloud-based solutions to help drive their solutions to the U.S. public sector. So one of the things we put together is a, brand, a website called www.cloudnavigator.com and it's a pretty simple straightforward website it's really about do you know what where you are on your journey to help drive cloud adoption in the US public sector and you may or may not know but you'd probably like a scorecard and if you come to that website you can go through a quick online survey we ask you a series of questions and as a result of that we give you back a scorecard that lets you know where you are on the flight path for driving cloud adoption in the US public sector. And then more than that, we provide instructions on what it would take to get you to the next step, you know, to reach a AWS certified level, for example. So that's just one example of a theme campaign. The pain point is how do you help drive cloud uh, technology and, and cloud adoption in the US public sector you gotta start with knowing where you are in terms of your readiness. And so that's a theme, all of our communications that are tied to that cloud navigator platform, which includes social media, email, videos, and more, all speak to that pain point and helping to pull the reseller network into that website so that they can get a score and understand how they can drive new cloud technology to the US public sector.
0: I, I'm familiar with Cloud Navigator. I, I thought that was a, an excellent campaign, so I'm I'm glad that you used that one as an example, and that's that's still up there for people who want to go check that. Out. It was uh, what www.cloudnavigator.com.
1: www.cloudnavigator.com.
0: Very cool, excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much. it Has been another uh, excellent and enlightening conversation. So I, I want to thank you for joining us and providing so many great examples and and. Uh, you know, educational information for the sales and marketers that are joining us on the spot.
1: Right. Thank you for having me again, Ryan.
0: Uh, to all our listeners, the public sector marketers and salespeople who joined us today uh, to learn how to sell and market to the government and military, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you're looking for more educational resources on this topic, uh, TD Cynics Public Sector has a white paper, 30 Lessons for Doing IT Business in the Public Sector, Uh, We'll go ahead and drop a link to that in the article that this podcast is embedded in. So be uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Also, be sure to check back on Government Technology Insider for the next two episodes. Uh, This is episode two of a four-part series. So check back for the next two episodes in the Public Sector Primer podcast series. In our next episode, we're going to be discussing engaging and building relationships with prospects.